Thank you, ladies. Thank you, church. If you turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 1 with me, uh, we're going to have a look at something here that I pray is a blessing uh, to each of us. I know it's been a help to me. Um, but before we, before we look at this, I just want to thank the church for continuing to pray for um, Sister Liz, as you say, in the hospital and for Jamie and his family as well. Uh, I spoke to Jamie earlier this morning. And uh, he's just asked that we'd continue to pray. Liz is, um, she's not been able to keep down any food or water at the moment. So they've got a tube giving her what she needs there. But um, that's obviously pretty hard to take and hard to, hard to deal with. Um, and Jamie himself has, has, has bronchitis at the moment and he's not been able to work uh, a lot. So it's weighing heavy on their hearts and... Um, they're thankful, he's thankful for everyone that's been able to be a help and to see Liz and, and prayers and, and all that. And I just encourage us as a church to continue in that. Um, if you want to see Liz, then uh, I would encourage you to perhaps call the office or, or maybe get in contact with me just because Jamie said there's particular times that would work better. Um, but that really will be an encouragement to her, just somebody going, maybe a couple of ladies through the week, just going and seeing her. Um, but I just wanted to express that, just continue to pray uh, for her healing there, for her recovery, for Jamie, uh, for the family as well. Um, and uh, I'm sure they would very much appreciate that. Uh, also, please be in prayer for Pastor and the men that are in Thailand. Uh, it's a, it's a good, good thing for them to be there for the conference and opening the new building uh, that they have over there and uh, just for partnering with the church in Thailand for these many years. So continue to pray for them. Pastor will be preaching this morning and uh, no doubt through the rest of this week as well. So he would covet your prayers. And uh, I'd covet your prayers also for this morning as well. That would be good. Um, but why don't we uh, go to Romans 1. I'll pray and then we'll have a look at some verses here. So let's just bow our heads and commit this time to the Lord. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, that you are God. And uh, Lord, as, as Michael said, we are a needy people uh, but that's a good thing, Lord, because you are the one who gives us what we need. Uh, you are the one who has the answers to everything. And uh, you are the one who comforts us and guides us. And uh, Father, we thank you for the provision of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for, for this church and uh, for everything you're doing in it and through it, Lord God. We thank you, Father, we can come this morning and uh, hear from you. We can sing unto you. Uh, we can be ministered. Uh, through the word, through the singing, Lord, through giving, and uh, just through the encouragement of one another. Uh, Lord, we do want to lift up to you our sister Liz and, and brother Jamie, just say, Lord, uh, we continue to commit them into your care and ask for your help and for your healing, Lord. Ask for the fact that uh, your Holy Spirit would continue to minister to them and encourage them, help us as a church to get alongside them as much as we can and uh, to bear their burdens, Lord God, and uh, to, to weep with them that weep. And, and uh, Lord, we just ask that you would help us to be a loving church and uh, continue in that. I thank you for everyone that has been involved in that, Lord. Help us to, to learn more through this, learn more about you through this. We pray also for Pastor and for the men in Thailand. Pray that they would be a blessing, uh, that you would use them mightily. Uh, pray for Pastor Lloyd, that you would uh, guide him as he speaks uh, through interpretation as well. Uh, we just ask that he would... Uh, be a help and an encouragement. I pray that the, the Thai people are helped this week. And uh, Lord God, that Pastor Joe and, and Pastor Shemesh are encouraged and, and helped through this week as well. We pray for the men that will be singing and ministering over there as well. We just ask for your hand upon them. 
Thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done for us. Thank you for this opportunity this morning to uh, open your word. We pray that you would bless it now. I pray that you would be pleased by it and that it would be profitable and fruitful unto your glory. And we ask and pray these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Well, Romans chapter 1. Uh, we'll have a look at a few verses here, starting at verse 18. But I, I guess uh, I'm mindful of the fact that it's the end of the year, or coming up close to the end of the year, uh, end of school, school term, and um, it's a busy time. Uh, I guess a lot of people are weary at this time. I know myself, I'm weary. Uh, maybe you think or feel that you're at capacity, uh, that you can't take on any more, maybe you can't do any more for the Lord. Uh, and I guess this morning I just want to be an encouragement and a help. Uh, that's my aim, that's my prayer, is that though you may be feeling that, uh, there is something that you can do to continue to show your love to God. And it doesn't necessarily require you to do anything more than you normally would. Um, that might sound a little bit ambiguous, uh, but I've been, I've been talking to our youth uh, the last month or so about having a greater love for God and how they can do that, how they can practically do that. Um, and it's just been obviously on my heart and on my mind because I've been teaching them these things and I was praying about what to preach this morning and, and I felt the Lord just say to kind of give a little bit of that to our church this morning. Um, so if you're a teen and you've listened to this before, then don't switch off because it's still all true. And it's still helpful. Um, I've obviously developed it a little bit more uh, for the Sunday morning. But really my, my goal this morning is to help you see how you can have a greater love for God even through weariness, even through busyness, even through this time that probably stretches us more than, than we really want to. Um, so I want to have a look at this. And having a greater love for God, and you can probably title this message, A Greater Love Through Thankfulness. A Greater Love Through, through Thankfulness. And uh, it's, it's something that's probably very simple to us and very, you know, we probably don't think about it too much, but it's really easy to do, but it's also really easy not to do. It's really easy to neglect to be thankful and uh, just take things for granted. Um, but what I want to look at this morning is how being thankful expresses our love for God and it pleases God and how we can do that in practical ways. So... Something that we teach our children all the time. I mean, if you have children, you'll be teaching them all the time, you know. Say thank you, be grateful for what you get, all these sorts of things. Um, even if you have nieces and nephews or if you're in uh, children's ministry, you'll be teaching these concepts all the time. But sometimes as adults, I think, and I, I put my hand up for this, uh, we kind of neglect to continue in that a little bit. Uh, we can let it fall by the wayside a little bit. Um, so that's my intent this morning is just to, I guess, kind of reset our thinking on how we are thankful to God and how we can love him more through that. Um, so Romans chapter 1, and Paul's writing here to the, to the Romans and he's talking, about, he's talking about the power of the gospel, how it can change lives and how he's, he's a minister of the gospel and uh, that it's for all men, it's for everyone. It's not, it's not just for certain people, but that it's for everyone. Uh, but he goes on and explains how even though it's for all men, not all men are going to receive it. Not all men are going to accept that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he did die for our sins and that we do need him. Um, so if you look in here, I'll just read a few verses. Romans 1 verse 18 says this, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. 
And just drop down to verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. My first point here this morning is that unthankfulness breeds faithlessness. Unthankfulness breeds faithlessness. Now, if you look at these verses here, uh, Paul's talking about people that are happy to reap the benefits of what God gives, happy to reap the benefits of God's creation, and, and they understand that there is a God, but they're not willing to glorify him as God. They're happy to receive, to take, to take, to take, but it doesn't go any further than that. God doesn't get any glory for it. Uh, how many of you know if you give a lot out and you don't get any thanks back, it's like, uh, that's, that's not how it's meant to be. It doesn't work that way. And God, God gives a lot out and uh, he actually does expect some back. Now, he doesn't do it for that purpose, but he does expect some back. So, so Paul's talking here about people that, you know, look in verse 21, when they knew God, so they knew God but they glorified him not as God. So they didn't acknowledge, they didn't attribute glory to God. They weren't willing to do that. Um, there's people that, that ride on the back of Christianity, uh, similar to what Josh was saying Wednesday night, uh, they ride on the back of the Christian morals and values, um, but they never actually commit themselves to the Lord. And they never maybe attribute that those things come from God himself. It's just, oh, this is, this is a good thing to follow, this is a good thing to do. Uh, but they never actually attribute that to God. Um, and what happens is that pride gets in the way of thankfulness. It's, it's, it's a lack of humility to acknowledge that those things come from God. And pride rises up. And really, essentially, pride is just you putting yourself on the throne instead of where God's supposed to be. So when that happens, it's, it's, a, dangerous, it's a dangerous road. And... Uh, you can look here in, in, in verse 21, the end of verse 21, when they didn't give him thanks, they didn't glorify him, they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. And you can see that an increase of vanity and foolishness comes from not attributing thanks to God when it's due to him. Foolishness, you know, the lack of spiritual discernment, uh, vanity almost like emptiness. Uh, those things abound when God is not glorified through the things that he gives. So there's something for us to learn here. And you don't have to turn here, but uh, I just want to have a look at another two verses in 2 Timothy chapter 3. It says this in verse 2, This know also that in the last days, which I believe we're in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be, and there's a whole list, men shall be this, lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, and the next one in the list is unthankful. And then the list goes on. But in the middle of that list is, is unthankful. And then in verse 5, this is the last bit I'll read there, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. So saying that man, mankind is going to be all these things, one of those things is unthankful, and it's going to exercise itself in the fact that there's, there's, a, there's an understanding of God, an understanding of who he is and that maybe some of these things came from him and the things that we enjoy came from him, but they're not going to give glory to him. They're, they're going to deny his power. They're not giving all that glory to him because of it. And I don't know about you, but I think that's kind of the day that we're living in right now. Um, 
you know, it says in that list, disobedient to parents, then I'd stick my hand up for that. My kids are disobedient to me. But, hey, I was disobedient to my parents too. Um, but unthankful, it's just, it, it kind of, you can almost gloss over it in that list of things. Because other things kind of stand out a little bit more, like blasphemers, boasters and proud. But unthankful is probably not something that I always think of. I don't know about you. Um, but it's denying God's power. And unthankfulness will keep you from acknowledging that God is God. Because you're putting yourself on your throne. You're not letting him be where he's supposed to be. Uh, it will cause denial of his power. And really, it's going to probably be attributed elsewhere incorrectly. So the, the non-Christian um, may see there's power in the world, as in there's creation and all sorts of things and man's intellect and you know, conscience and, and feelings and all that. Uh, but they might attribute it to the fact that it's, it's from the cosmos. It's from Mother Nature. It's, you know, it's just mankind. It's just we, we are so good. We have you know, evolved into this higher being. Um, so there's glory given, but it's not given to God. It's given to these other things, and it's undeserved. It's not meant to be given to those areas. So this is where, obviously, the unsaved fall into these things, but uh, we as Christians are not exempt from this kind of thinking. Like, this is what has kept a lot of non-Christians staying non-Christians because of this faulty thinking and vain imaginations. But Christians can still fall into this pattern of thinking uh, at times. So, and I want to have a look at how we can, uh, how we can avoid that, how we can uh, express thankfulness and, and, and handle, this, uh, handle this a little bit better. So how can thankfulness help us have a greater love for God? Well, I want you to turn to uh, Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, and it's a very familiar passage. Uh, so don't switch off, Luke 17. It's a passage about um, Jesus healing the ten lepers. And I have to share a funny story because <laughs> I think Paul Haycock was doing some devotions in school or chapel or something, and uh, my, my daughter was in one of his classes, and they were talking about you know, Jesus healing the ten lepers. And uh, so one of my daughters came home and said, oh, I said, what did you learn about today? And I said, oh, I heard how Jesus healed the ten leopards. Like, <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't know what Bible version you're reading, but there's no leopards in the Bible. But um, I love their innocency, but it was good. Anyway, that's totally unrelated. But uh, so Jesus here, healing, he heals the ten lepers. Um, they, don't, they don't... So they come to him, they call out to him, and... Uh, Oh, let's just, let's just read it. Uh, verse number 11 in, in Luke, Luke 17. Uh, it says this, And it came to pass, as he, that's Jesus, went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. See, they're acknowledging that there is a God. But... It, doesn't quite go the same way that we would hope. Have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. So he healed them. In verse 15, And one of them, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. 
And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. So the first point I want to pull out of this story here, which was a real story, not a parable, not a made-up story, it's actually happened, is that God expects thankfulness. And he should. <laughs> He's a good God. He should be the king of who I am, like the lady sung. But he expects thankfulness. Look in verse 17. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? So he heals ten, but only one come back, and he's expecting all ten to come back and act the same way that that one came back, on his, on, basically on his face and, and crying out, Thank you, thank you. you know, give, glory to the, give glory to God. Um, Jesus expected the recipients of his workings to show their thanks. So if he expected someone who was healed of leprosy to, to, to express thanks, then we as Christians need to lock it in that anything we receive of the Lord, we should be giving him thanks. And not just letting that fall by the wayside. And that's, that's what I want to point out today is that we're, we're probably too guilty of letting some things fall by the wayside and really it's like, hang on a minute, that, that was from God. I should, I should thank him for that. I should get on my knees and thank him for that. And yeah, sometimes it's work, but... Really, how hard is it? <laughs> As opposed to going and working a full eight-hour day or something, it's, it's pretty easy to give God thanks, isn't it? But you've got a purpose to do it. You've got to acknowledge that it is his power uh, that it's come from. Uh, but here's, here's the thing I want you to, to think about, that God never rejects praise. He never rejects thankfulness. There's some people in the Bible, there's some stories in the Bible... Um, where, you know, people were thankful to like an apostle or something or even an angel and they went to give them praise and they went, oh, get up, get up, get up. I'm just a man. Don't, don't, don't act like that towards me. Do that to God. Don't do it towards me. But you know what the good thing about this is? It means that it's always right to give God thanks. You can't go wrong with that. You can't, you can't mess that up. If, if you're giving God thanks, then you know that 100% of the time it's always the right thing to do. How many of you know that Sometimes you don't know what the right thing to do is and you're praying about, do I do this, do I go here, do I say this thing, you know, whatever it is, do I do this, take this path, it's a little bit uncertain. But with thankfulness, it's always right. God never rejects it, he always welcomes it. He's expecting it, he's looking for it, he's looking for those, those other nine to come back. So it's always a good thing to give thanks to God. So I say that to say that it, it's easy, you know, God expects it. We can do it. It's not too hard. But we just need to have that mindset of, actually, yeah, that was from him. This is his power. This is his working. I'm going to give him glory and give him thanks for that. So it gives a certainty that it's a good thing to do because he doesn't, he doesn't reject it. Next thing I want you to see is that thankfulness, this is in the same passage here, thankfulness exercises faith. Thankfulness exercises faith. How? Well, because anything that we, in our, in our lifetime anyway, anything that, that we see, anything that God has done, we don't actually see with our eyes. Now, what I mean by that is you see the results of it, but you don't see him actually doing it. Because we, we can't see God. <laughs> he's not a, you know, a man in front of us in this day and age. He was back then, but he's not anymore. So anything that God does, we don't actually physically see it with our eyes. When you said, uh, Lord, save me, forgive me of my sins, and he created a new heart, gave you a clean heart, 
you didn't see that physically take place. You didn't see his hand come down or, you know, put the Holy Spirit inside. You didn't physically see that with your eyes. When, when someone gives you some money because uh, they were led of the Lord to do that and you didn't ask for it and it was just an anonymous gift, you didn't see God speak to their heart and, you know, put the money in the envelope and say, hey, give this to this person and then they go and do it. You didn't see that with your eyes. You just saw the envelope come to you. So what I'm saying is you don't actually see God's actual working. So when you give him thanks for those things, like when I give thanks for the fact that I'm saved, I'm exercising faith because I haven't seen it. I believe that it is. I believe that his word is true. But I haven't seen him actually do anything physical to my heart or, you know, change me. I haven't seen any actual physical change on the inside. So when you give thanks for those things, you're saying, hey, I'm exercising faith and I'm giving God glory because I haven't seen it, but I know he did it. So this is what this, this leper did. He didn't see, they were just walking away. Jesus just said, go and show yourself to the priest. He didn't even say, I'm going to heal you. Go show yourself to the priest. He just said, go show yourself to the priest. So they walk away and then all of a sudden, boop, oh, I'm healed. So he didn't see, you know, it wasn't, he wasn't on the operating table or anything like that. It just happened. And so this leper came back and, you know, was on the ground saying thanks to God and, and, what is, and saying thanks to Jesus. What does Jesus say in verse 19? He said, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Thankfulness exercises faith. It shows your faith. It's an outworking of your faith. It's part of your works because it's a, it's, it's, it's a conscious thing. It's not just this fancy idea in the sky. He didn't just think in his... This leper didn't just think in his head, oh, cool, <laughs> and then just keep walking. That's what the other nine did. But this guy said, whoa, that's God's power. I'm actually going to go back and you know, give thanks to God for that. So it's actually an outworking of your faith, and Jesus commends it. In verse 19, he says, your faith has made you whole. Well, how did he know he had faith? Well, because he's God, yes. But how can we see that he had faith? Well, because he was thankful. Because he attributed glory to God. So anything that God does in your life, you can give thanks to him for it. You can give him glory. And that's an, and that's an increase in your faith. It's an outworking of your faith. It's exercising your faith. It's growing your faith. See what I mean? It's, it's easy to do, but sometimes it's too easy not to do. But I hope this, hope this is a little bit of a help. Um, thankfulness is linked with faith and it's tied to your love. And I wrote this, thanking God is loving God. Loving God is showing faith in God and faith in God pleases God. So attributing God's power to God, that's the chain that it goes along. So when you thank him, you, you're loving him. When you're loving him, you're showing faith. And when you have faith, you please him. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God, isn't it? So when we show that, we actually are pleasing him. We're glorifying him. We're giving him value. We're saying, no, no, no. I'm going to put myself down and put you up, God, where you're supposed to be. It's the opposite of you know, pride. It's humility. So it's a good thing to do. Uh, let's turn to Luke chapter 6, and I'll show you something else here. Luke chapter 6, just back a few pages, I'm sure. Luke chapter 6, and 
Jesus is speaking here, verse uh, 31, and we'll look at 31 to 34, Luke chapter 6, Jesus is speaking here, and this wasn't long after he appointed his disciples. And I'll just read, we'll read this, and then I'll just explain what I want to pull out here. So Luke 6, 31, and as you would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if you love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. My point here is that genuine thanks, genuine thanks, is deserved. It's deserved by the person who's giving that is then being thanked. So genuine thanks is actually thanks that is deserved to that person. So when God gets thanks, it's, he, he's deserving of it. It's not misdirected. It shouldn't have gone to someone else. It, it's deserved by him. So, so Jesus is saying here, uh, when you just do things to get something in return, you actually don't deserve any thanks that you get for that. If your heart is, well, I'm going to give this person a Christmas present because they're going to give me a Christmas present back, and you get thanks, you actually don't deserve that thanks because you're just doing it to get back. If your motivation is, I'm only doing this to get back, I'm only inviting them over my house so that they'll invite me over the house and have some nice, you know, chicken rice or something, then, then you actually don't deserve any thanks for, for what you're doing there. That's what Jesus is saying. But, but when God gives you something, he's not doing it with that heart. He's not saying, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to die on the cross for some people and only the condition is, is that they love me back. He didn't put a condition on it. So sometimes we do. <laughs> when we do things, we put conditions on it and God says, well, you don't actually deserve any thanks that comes from that. Well, praise the Lord that God doesn't, is not like a man. <laughs> He's not like us. Like when he gives us a, a Christmas present, it's because he loves us. It's not because he's expecting one back. He wants one back or just has to have one back. He's expecting it, yes, because God does expect thanks, but he's not doing it to get it. So what does that mean for us? Well, <laughs> Jesus is teaching like the character of a Christian here. It stems from his character. It stems from the character of God. So we need to go, oh, is that what I do? Do I just give out because I'm expecting something back? No, I hope not. Sometimes we probably do, but I hope we don't continue to do that. So God hasn't, hasn't loved us on the condition that we love him back. So any thanks that comes from us to him is deserved. It's warranted. It's, it's his. It's he's deserving of it. It's warranted to, give, to go to him. So genuine thanks is deserved. Next one is this. Be thankful for... This is two things I've just written down here be th to, to be thankful for. Be thankful, number one. This is, this is my number one that I'm thankful for. Be thankful for forgiveness. Ephesians, you don't have to turn there, I'll just read it. Ephesians 1, 6 and 7. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. 
Be thankful for your forgiveness. If you're sitting here today and you are a Christian, you've asked him, God to save you, then that should be a perpetual thing that you are thankful for. Continuing to say, God, thank you for saving me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Become, I say to our teens, be a thanking machine. Like, you know, you put something in and you get thanks back. Like, that's what we should be. When it comes to our forgiveness, we should be like, just continue. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. When we pray, thank you for saving me. That, that, should, be, that should be our prayer. And here's the thing. Regardless of your past, because some in the room today uh, grew up in a Christian home and were not like the person that's sitting on the pew next to them and didn't go off the rails or whatever, uh, just grew up in a Christian home and then came to that knowledge, oh, I need, I need Christ. Well, Ask for, ask for forgiveness and receive Christ. So it's not like, oh, only if you had a really bad past can you be thankful for forgiveness. Only if your testimony was really, really bad can you be genuinely thankful for forgiveness. No, because God has saved the person who's grown up in church just as much as he saved the person who didn't grow up in church. The, thank, the thankfulness is coming from here. It's not, come, it's not related to what your past was. If your past was sin, then your thankfulness is the same. Because he saved you from the same thing. He saved both people from the same thing. So it's, it's regardless of what our past is like. The other thing is that God forgives and forgets, but we, sh- we shouldn't forget that forgiveness. It should be precious to us. So he, he, he says, okay, you've asked for forgiveness of your sin. I'm not going to bring that up anymore. I'm not going to bring it up at all. But what we should go is, oh, okay, you've forgiven me from my sin I'm going to continue to remember that. Not continue to remember the sin or glory in the the old days or anything like that, but continuing to remember that this has taken place. Like the leper, just keep coming back and thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for, for keeping me from that. Because you're going to see things in your life where it reminds you of where you used to be. And that should just go, boom, generate a heart of thankfulness give that thanks to God. Not just an idea in your head, but actually say it. Pray it. Say it to someone else. Thank God that he saved me. Not like, oh, you know, look at them, like pointing the finger, but man, God's good. <laughs> He's merciful. He's, he kept me from certain things. It should be just kind of rolling off our tongue. And I know it doesn't just naturally do that, but that's my encouragement to us this morning is that we kind of got to make ourselves sometime You've got to actually sit back and consider and think about things. Oh, yeah, I actually should be really thankful for that because it doesn't come naturally. Being thankful for forgiveness is multifaceted. What do you mean by that? Well, like I said, it causes you to remember where you came from. So you can say, oh, I see that unsaved person and that makes me remember that I was broken once too. So if you're looking at that person like that, you're probably not going to be judging them. You're probably going to be going, ah, that, that was actually me. And I didn't have what I have now, so I'm thankful for everything I have now and I, I have a kind of a care and a compassion for that person instead of what sometimes happens is, oh, look at them, they're so wicked, they're so bad, they're, they're doing all these wrong things. Well, they don't have what you have Sometimes we end up blaming the the unsaved for being unsaved and that's not right because we were exactly that once too. So so thankful for forgiveness is multifaceted. Well, you've got to remember where you came from. The other thing is it should enlighten you to what you now have, the advantages that you now have. 
What do I mean by that? You're here in church this morning. So you get, and I'm not saying from me this morning, but you get teaching from the Word of God. How to live your life. How to, how to make good decisions. How to respond to the, to the Holy Spirit. Uh, you get people that love you and pray for you. Think of the Jusei family. Right now there's people praying for them. So we have an advantage. Being saved, we have an advantage. So it means that we should be, it should enlighten our, our, our mind to that, which then causes us to have more compassion for the person who doesn't have that. So it's like we're starting on, you know, level up here when we got saved and they're still down here. It's not standing up here going, I'm better than you. It's, wow, I've got so much help right now. They don't. That is where compassion can come in. Or that's where compassion should come in. And thankful that I'm standing up here, you know, the Lord's lifted me up as in he's exalted me. He's, he's, He's made me part of his family. That person isn't. And it's not, haha, I'm on the top of the castle. It's, ah, I really feel for you because I used to be there and I have all this stuff that helps me now and you don't. It should generate some compassion. So when you're thankful for what God's done in your life, it actually, it gives him thanks, but it also helps you love the lost. It helps you love the the unsaved. So what am I saying by this? I'm saying that when you're thankful for forgiveness... You're loving God by saying, yes, it's your power that has done this in my life, but you also have this offshoot of love through, through loving your neighbour, which then that, that goes back to God. So you have this direct line of, you've done this in my life, but now when I'm thankful for that and I consider that, I see this over here and it helps me to love them, which actually pleases you, God, so then you're loving God through that avenue as well. So all of this is generated by a heart of thankfulness. Like I said, it sounds very simple, but it's also quite complex at the same time. But it's good. It's good stuff. Um, and God's, God's put it here for us to see these things. So be thankful for forgiveness. Um, I've got two more and then we're done. Next one is, is very simple. Be thankful for provisions, like Michael said when he prayed. He's given us so much. You just think about even just one week of your life, all the things God's given you. Well, just thank him for it. Don't take it for granted. And, you know, I might sound harsh saying that, but I'm actually saying it to myself as well because I can go through a week, two weeks, and not thank God for the fact that I have a job. Just take it for granted that you just turn up every day and you do your work, but God's given that to me. And if you have a job, God's given that to you. That's a gift. If you have a family, God's given that to you. If you have finances, if you have... I mean, really, you just anything. You could just say anything and God's given it to you. Well, just give him glory for that. Be thankful for provisions. Um, small things count. When you thank God for the little things, he sees that. So he sees your heart. Like, not, like mankind kind of... We see the big things, but God sees. Are you thankful for the fact that, you know, you arrived safely at work? Yes, thankful that you have job, have a job, but just the fact that you got there safely, like that's a little thing, but God sees that. And that actually helps increase your love for him when you continue to just bring these things before him and say, yep, that's actually you, God, allowing me to get to work safe. And then you, God, giving me my job that I can blah, 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 whatever it is, that I can then bring money home, that I can then support my family, whatever. All these things, they just build up. 
So the more you sit back and consider, the more you can be thankful for. And yes, it takes time. But sometimes I've just got a piece of paper and just written down all the things that I can be thankful for. Because I'm trying not to make it an airy-fairy thought in my head, but I'm trying to actually get it out and actually be something tangible that I am giving thanks. I'm not just, you know, I'm not just happy about it. I'm actually thankful for it. So sometimes it takes that, just write things down. You go, wow. You'll sit back and look at it and go, far out. God's done, God's done a lot. So consider and thank. Consider things and thank. Last one. Don't confuse happiness with thankfulness. Don't confuse happiness with thankfulness. I'm sure you've heard it before, uh, but it is a trap that we can fall into because really happiness is a feeling, but thankfulness is more of an action. Thankfulness is expressed. So that leper coming back, it was expressed. I mean, I'm sure all of those other nine lepers that got healed, I'm sure they were happy they got healed. I'm sure they were like, woohoo, not have leprosy anymore, woohoo. But God didn't, uh, Jesus didn't comment on their happiness. He didn't make a comment about it. He didn't, you know, he didn't uh, lift them up for them feeling happy about being healed. The only one that he spoke about was the one that came and was thankful for it because it was expressed. So there's a big difference between being happy about something and actually being thankful for something. And uh, if you think about it, you can probably get yourself into trouble of how many times you've done that. Um, You can be happy about having a spouse that does things for you. Oh, yes, I didn't have to do the washing up. They did it for me. Yes. (laughs) But that's not really thankfulness. Thankfulness is when you actually go, oh, thank you, and it probably generates, oh, I want to do something for you. It generates an action. It's not just a feeling. You you might be happy that the doors are open at the church through the week on a Sunday or on a Wednesday or whatever. But is that thankfulness? Or is it just, phew, I turned up Sunday morning and they still got it open? Like, have you thanked God that we have this building, that we have the Bible opened in this place and someone comes and preaches and we have, you know, participation and service and all these sorts of things? Have you expressed that to God? I'm really happy that pastor gets up and preaches. I'm really happy that he sits in his office and he prays for our church by name. That's really, I'm really happy about that. But have you expressed thankfulness for it? Now, if you express thankfulness to pastor, you're also showing God that you're thankful. Okay, so it's not like, oh, I only have to say it to God. No, because when you, when you say thank you, Pastor, for praying for me or for my family or for our church or turning up every week or whatever it is, God's seeing that and you, it's actually attributing glory to God because you're recognising that Pastor is a gift to our church. So I can say this because Pastor's not here, but <laughs> we should be thanking him. We should be thanking God but thanking Pastor because it, it's all it, the glory goes back to God. Okay, And I... I would say, you know, after working with Pastor for however many years, eight, nine years, uh, he he would want to deflect any glory back onto God. He wouldn't want to steal any for himself. He has that heart. So I'm just saying that being happy that we have these things in this church is great, 
but it's got to go past that feeling of happiness into an action that is thankfulness, that is expressed somehow. It might be writing a note, it might, I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, I'm not just talking about past, I'm just talking about things in general. Okay. Um, so if you can go past that feeling of happiness, then that helps you have a greater love for God. It helps you increase in your love for God. So thankfulness grows your Christian character. It helps in care, it helps in compassion, uh, helps uh, with humility, uh, keeping yourself from pride and putting yourself on the throne. Uh, it, it helps us in recognising things and people around you that God has put there and what they're doing in your life, all these sorts of things. So sometimes it just takes stand back and go, okay, I've got to look at all these things God's done in my life and now I'm going to give thanks for them. Thank you, God, and then thank that person and whatever it is, all these, all these things. But that is what generates a greater love for God, is thankfulness. That's one thing. But it's one thing that we can all pretty easily do. We just have to purpose to do it. So I pray that's a help. I hope that's a help. Um, thank you for your patience. And uh, I might just pray, and then we'll get ready to baptise some folks. So if you just bow your heads with me, we'll, we'll have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for your goodness to us. We thank you, Lord, for this church. Thank you for our pastor. Thank you, Lord, for people in our lives that you've placed uh, to help us, uh, to, to guide us, and, uh, Lord, for everything that you provided for us. Uh, thank you for this time this morning. Thank you for your church, Lord God, and we just do pray you continue to bless the remainder of this day. And, uh, Father, we ask that you would be pleased and glorified uh, through our thoughts, Lord, through our actions and our words. Help us to consider what you've done, to give you thanks and to give you glory. We thank you and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.